0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. It is 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. Willerskin back at the station, keeping the Scott Thompson home show between the pipes. All right, let's talk about uh, China, the United States, and Canada, of course, and uh, the origins of COVID-19, we remember way back when there was an investigation with the World Health Organization, uh, several months ago, and, and many, uh, thought that this was incomplete, that, uh, the place had been scrubbed down before, uh, anything, uh, any sort of investigation could have been done uh and, and many questioned the validity of that first uh investigation uh president biden uh came to power and said uh he wants a 90 day investigation in regard to uh the origins of covid-19 and that is making its way to uh the forefront now uh china seems to be preemptively uh on the offensive Um, as this arrives in the U.S. hands. Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, professor of political science, Carleton University, and is with us now. Elliot, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well.
1: Oh, thank you, and same to you.
0: So what do we know about this report? Is it in the hands of the president yet? What does it say?
1: We know very little about the report. We know it's been delivered. Uh, We know that a partial version will be released quite soon because the intelligence community did submit this, and then they'll scrub it for what can be released to the public. We do know that uh, the 90 days are up. The report is in. The president has seen it. Uh, we don't have his comments yet.
0: Uh, China, obviously, a preemptive strike here, trying to distract away from this. What is their objective here?
1: Well, they they have a very clear objective. Uh, they're saying that the U.S. is trying to scapegoat China, that in all fairness, if you're really interested in origins, you really should investigate Fort Detrick. And in fact, all across America, there were reported cases prior to uh, the real understanding of what's going on. So let's have a fair investigation and uh, investigate the United States. They are trying to say, as they have all along, that China has behaved in a, an exemplary fashion. Yes, we've cooperated. Yes. Uh, we, we will cooperate with uh, investigations. We're just not going to change the parameters of the original investigation that was done last February with the WHO. The WHO director himself at that point said, uh, that was released in March, uh, we're not content that we have received what we need to receive.
0: Is anybody buying China's position? Uh, clearly, it's, no, look, over over here, there's something over here. But is there anything to back any of that up? Uh, again, other than accusations, I haven't really heard any real viable uh, uh, reason for this other than what's been put on the table, whether it's uh, somehow escaped from a lab, whether it came from the wet food market uh, or, or, or such. I mean, are there other options the rest of the world is investigating here?
1: What the you know, rest of the world, I think, uh, does understand other than China is that it, it didn't uh, originate this pandemic. And we should remind ourselves while we're talking about the politics of it and the optics of it that, you know, there's been over 200 million cases of this uh, pandemic, which did originate in China, and that close to four and a half million people have died. And this, that's likely to be underestimations of the count in both cases. So we are talking about something very, very serious. The origins of it at this stage may never be known, it seems. The two competing theories, well, there were three, but uh, I, I think everybody's rejected that the, the conspiracy theory that China engineered a bioweapon and then released it into yeah. their own country. I think that's, that, I, everybody can rule that out. But whether it originated in a lab and escaped, because there yes. is a... Uh, The Wuhan Virology uh, Virology Lab is there in Wuhan, where all of this originated probably in the wet market. Did it escape accidentally from the lab uh, where they were doing experiments and where they probably had all kinds of, not just this virus, but many others as well? Or did it come, as was originally suggested, from a wet lab? What we're hearing now is we may never know, not because the Chinese are obfuscating uh, further, uh, remember, they they initially did show great reluctance to admit where this started, and mm-hmm. uh, people who inside China blew the whistle kind of disappeared. Uh, scientists uh, scientists who were involved said, "Hey, look, something's going on," and they were silenced one way or another. In fact, the guy who blew the whistle blew the whistle actually died of COVID. So yeah. the the origins of it were immediately obfuscated by China, but China then just said, did just say. At that time, yes, come in, we will cooperate with you under our under the agreed terms, which the WHO considered at that point even too restrictive. So the reality is that the report which you and I are now talking about, which released the US to the president, was done by intelligence communities, not by the scientific community, and it's likely that they will also be inconclusive. I was just reading a report on this, that the two, the Many, many agencies are involved in this, and they apparently are switching sides even among themselves up to the last minute. Yes, it came from the lab. No, it came from the market. So I think we're not likely to know based on that report.
0: And, and something to, to remind everybody here, I mean, I've talked to epidemiologists on this show, and we know exactly how SARS started. SARS started. SARS, yes. So we certainly have the capability of figuring out what happened here. It's just that the Chinese Communist Party learned from SARS, and they scrubbed this place down before any World Health Organization or investigator of any sort uh, ever got in. So it's unfortunate we may never know, but it's certainly not due to science. Let me ask you this, Elliot. Uh, say this report comes out and is as damning as you say, and it is pretty conclusive. Uh, that this did start in China, that China is responsible for this, what happens then? Because clearly the horses left the barn here. How can then China walk this back? This will will definitely create a divide, will it not?
1: It won't answer the question that was supposed to be answered. Did it come from a lab or did it come from a wet market? Did it come from animal transmission uh, to humans as in the past? Or did it Escape from a lab that that question likely isn't going to be answered, let 's dwell on that a little bit more because the, the scientists are now saying uh, and the people who are doing the investigating are now saying the time f- for finding out uh, the window for that is closing because it is still yeah. possible to do apparently biometric examinations it 's possible for those who have had it uh, there are There are uh, wet market people who are possibly involved. Those wet market people are getting out of the business, it could be hard to talk to. The biometric material, the the information that you could get by drawing blood and so forth, apparently you know diminishing returns are setting in on that. So in terms of the question, where did it originate, but uh, it possibly won't be known and, and be, may become unknowable very soon. Will China then uh, escape opprobrium on well, it did originate in China. Um, I think there's two ways to answer that. One is that it, diseases originate in all kinds of places. It's what governments do about it and what they say about it and how they cooperate about it that is really the key important issue here. And the Chinese are coming, um, sticking to their position that we have been exemplary on this. They didn't mention it now, but they released the genome very, very quickly. Uh, and then later we're reported to be spying on the on the labs that were examining the genome so, and, and gaining the knowledge. The Chinese almost certainly know exactly what happened there. We aren't going to find out. The, the uh, fact that this has become politicized immediately, first by the, by the Trump administration, who without evidence jumped on this and said don't, don't blame us for the fact that we, we've ignored this. Uh, they, made it, they made a political issue out of a public health issue over covid in multiple ways, including the origin question. And that has muddied the water. And that has made it easier for China to say, look, this is just American politics. Uh, this is, right now, they're even saying, oh, the intelligence az- agencies are setting up Biden by this report. So they are very skilled at throwing this back uh, on others, on the U.S. And it, it was easy to do because the U.S., indeed, under the Trump administration, politicized, again, a public health issue. Uh, and made it a political issue in all kinds of ways. This is just one of the ways.
0: Uh, communists, uh, the, the Chinese Communist Party, obviously looking for world dominance. We know this. They think they're superior to everybody else. They do not like having a uh, a black eye in any way. But at the end of the day, uh, Elliot, is this not all about the inability for China to keep its food chain Uh, free from contamination and therefore uh, not only made its own people sick but made the world sick so for a superior country or one that thinks it is so this is a black eye because they can't keep their food chain free of contamination is as basic as that
1: it is as basic as that but the Chinese will not admit it that is the, the Chinese have one overarching theme here We were, we are a great civilization. We were subjected to humiliating uh, circumstances under the leadership of the Communist Party of China. We are rejuvenating the nation. We are going to lead the world, and everything will now be shaped. Information in every area, including this one, will be shaped to that end. The second part of the of the uh, position of the party is that. The East is rising and the West is declining. So anything that can show they look good and the West looks bad, uh, that's going to, including information about the COVID crisis, will feed into that narrative. So now they're saying, don't look at us. Uh, the problem really lies. Uh, so two parts of that. You're trying to blame us because it's part of your attempt to hum- humiliate us further. We're not going to accept humiliation. And if you really want to look at where this is, coming from, you really have to look at yourselves. You haven't, uh, you haven't mastered this, um, this contaminated uh, this, this virus nearly to the degree that China has. We have, says the party. So we have really acted in an exemplary way toward the world. But more importantly, we've looked after our people. You're not looking after your people. Our, therefore, the East is rising and the West is declining. If I could put that into the two meta-narratives that are, that are going on in geopolitics today.
0: You're listening to The Scott Thompson Show Podcast on 900 CHML. But honestly, uh, Western society just looks at that and laughs. I mean, if people aren't angry, they just think this is all silly. Uh, you know, the quote from China, quote, if they want to baselessly accuse China, they better be prepared to accept the counterattack from China. Yeah. It's like, my goodness, this is, you know, your mother's so ugly that she, like, this is just juvenile. It's It's very juvenile, I find, Elliot. Yes, but it's serious. I mean, it's it's easy to absolutely. But it just seems that it, that, that China really thinks that it can pull the wool over the rest of the world's eyes, like it has its own citizens. And with that in mind, they're not going to succeed. Yes,
1: uh, they control the narrative internally completely, and they are shaping, and I think successfully shaping uh, right from the beginning the the international narrative. I think they. They were very clear in the narrative they wanted to present. They have presented it consistently. You have to admit the u S has not had a consistent narrative on anything yeah. when it comes to the world. so the uh, they, they see this, I think, as just part of a bigger picture of trying to hold China down, accusing them falsely as they will present it to their own people, and it's just another it just feeds into their own narrative of. We are recovering from humiliation. Stop trying to humiliate us. And um, you know, you can pay a cost. China's a great power now. And we will we will on the fairness issue, this is how they're putting it right now. On the fairness issue, if you're really serious you have to in fairness investigate the US as well and put it back and that puts it into domestic American politics. And then once it does that we're it's gonna be a great big political shuffle and this issue will then fade from from view.
0: This is probably sounds like a really stupid question, Elliot, but what the heck? I'm going to ask it. Um, <laughs> we certainly know how North America, Canada. I mean, it is a uh, it is a beacon of immigration. Everybody wants to come here. I, I think that's safe to say. This is where the opportunity is, including people from the communist, uh, the Chinese Communist Party and, and China that they rule. D- do, do officials in China ever sit back, and of course they don't, and say, you know what? Life's a lot better there than it is here. Why would anybody want to come here when everybody wants to go there? Do they, do they think that at all, or do they just believe what you think doesn't matter? We just have the best system.
1: Well, I, I can't be responsible for what they think or say, and I, I never <laughs> think you ask an off question, let alone a dumb question. So, uh, yes, let's, let's again frame this in, in the more general picture. Uh, the Chinese um, assertion of cultural and then political and economic dominance is the, is the motif of the party and its raison d'etre, that is, its claim on legitimacy. Yeah. If they do not deliver on the various aspects of... You know, we are a great country, and everybody's humiliating us, rally around the flag, Uh, national unity. So never mind the Uyghurs, never mind Hong Kong, never mind Tibet, national unity, recovering from humiliation, that's the theme. And we brought you prosperity. A lot of that prosperity, in fact, some of it in any event, we know washes over into the party trying to park their money in safer places. Uh, we have reason to think, for example, uh, just to pick an example out of the blue, that a senior executive from the national champion in technology, uh, Huawei, um, they have their chief operating officer owning two mansions in Vancouver. Who knew? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: but so yes, the the attempt to park their money overseas, is uh, in London and elsewhere, uh, certainly is a phenomenon of the rise of the oligarchs in China what are they going to do about it, and what is happening to all that money. The inequality issue within China, I think, is going to be a big Achilles' heel for them. The, the party and party favorites are doing very well, but there's riots, which we never hear about, constantly in the countryside, the differential between the cities and the countryside. Um, that kind of um, rendezvous with their own internal contradiction if I could put it in their terms, uh, really lies ahead. They, they, this, the rise of the party, and their pres, they are, as part of the conversation we're having over COVID, they're saying, "Look, we really handle COVID. We can do things the West can't do. You know, they built two hospitals in a couple weeks with a thousand beds each, and they, you know, they really can mobilize uh, <laughs> the nature of their system. But if they, if they falter in this ability to deliver on, on the kinds of To put it in their terms again, the China dream, if the China dream is only for the people connected to the party and not for anybody else, they face a a problem in the future. As I say, they problem they they face an issue of their own internal contradictions.
0: Uh, One word on progress and and, and who's doing better. Vaccine. (laughs) End of story. Uh, Who came up with that first? All right. So what next with this report? Where does it go? What does Biden do with this information? What's the next shoe to drop here with this?
1: We will get a partial version of it uh, within a week or so, a a redacted version, and uh, some would say a politically palatable version will be released to the public. Uh, Joe Biden is on a longer-term rejuvenation of America project of his own. I mean, he's trying, as to some degree did Trump, trying to reorganize America to face the rise of China. uh, This COVID issue will factor into that, um, but uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Biden is still still trying to struggle to bring some um, control over COVID. The Delta virus is putting clearly a shadow on his own major internal accomplishment. He got elected in part because he said, "I can I'm competent. And is he looking competent in regard to the COVID? So we'll have to see what the report says. But I suspect it will feed into his narrative uh, that yes, China is is a force that we have to take into account. As we face the world, we have to organize ourselves better. So pass all of my bills, which are intended to equip America at home to deal with China abroad. And this report will f- figure in that narrative.
0: Uh, you just reminded me of something else, Elliot. I'm going to throw this one at you. I'm watching a clip the other day. Donald Trump, I believe he's in the south somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where. Uh, Yes, it was Alabama, and he's standing up and telling everybody to now get vaccinated. And, I, uh, you know, he was vaccinated back in January, so it's interesting he's doing this now. But he was telling people to get vaccinated, and then he got booed. What do you make of that? And can he play both sides of this fence?
1: No, this is something he created. If you are loyal to me, you will not wear a mask. That's pretty well a direct quote very early on. Uh, the politicization of this issue in order to make his numbers not look terrible in order to avoid blame for uh, not coming to grips with this. Remember, Xi Jinping's uh, legitimacy and his grasp of power is in part because, oh, yes, we dealt with this. And the United States clearly did not. The United States did not deal effectively in the early days. The fact that uh, the politicization of this issue has now taken root to the point where he himself will get booed, I think is, is uh, I don't know, some kind of irony there. But there's no question at all that the president of the United States led, uh, led the way in terms of saying, you know, this, isn't, uh, this is a political issue. It's not a health issue. I'm transforming a health crisis. And pragmatic America can deal with health crises. A pragmatic America can deal with anything that comes down the pike. But America is no longer pragmatic. And he bears a, a very heavy uh, weight in that regard. There's over so- 600... Six hundred and thirty million, six hundred thirty thousand deaths. Sorry, already in America.
0: Does this erode his base? Um, is he done in that respect? No, uh,
1: he he backed off immediately. He said, "Oh yes, of course. You have freedom. Freedom. That's what counts." But freedom.
0: you but you cannot change the fact that he was vaccinated way back in January and didn't tell anybody.
1: But you can yes, and he did it in private. He didn't. He never went to these same mass rallies and said. Early, early on, I'm set up. I'm setting up vaccination clinics. I, Donald Trump, have delivered yeah. a miracle drug to save America. Let's call this the Trump vaccine. Everybody who <laughs> follows me should uh, take advantage of what I have created. Um, the Democrats are the ones who, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, And uh, none of that happened. That's not the, that's not the line that he chose to take. And if he's now booed uh, for this. Uh, at one rally, and then he backs off. Uh, it's just a I, he if he wishes to become the nominee of the party and he's able to physically do so, he still will be the nominee of that party. That party has been transformed into a Trump party, and it'll either be Donald Trump or uh, the leader of the Trump movement who will become the nominee uh, almost certainly, very likely, and, the, and things could change uh, the next presidential cycle, and beyond that, So Biden is now going to pay a reputational cost if the Delta variant does not uh, get brought under control, and of course, it's not under control in those Republican states that were following Donald Trump. It
0: can be fascinating to watch or ugly. I'm not quite sure yet. Elliot Tepper, with us, uh, political science, Carleton University. Elliot, always fascinating. Thanks so much for the time. Be well. And thank you, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.